You should be a monster, an absolute monster, and then you should learn how to control it. There's an intensity to what we're trying to accomplish, and um, you know, if you want to be truly great, you've got to bring it every day. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. You blitz all night! Standing out is a long-term strategy that takes guts and produces results. If you care enough about your work to be willing to be criticized for it, then you have done a good day's work. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jonathan Yanez, with the lovely Jennifer Yanez. Hello. You sound like you're using your nighttime DJ voice on me. Yeah. I'm trying like to negotiate radio, with me. Like a radio DJ? Yeah. Then this topic super smooth jazz. Hey, listeners. <laughs> you sound like a weirdo. Anyway, <laughs> if you haven't checked out yet, uh, thank you for joining us. We've had a lot going on since the last, last episode. We've been across the country and back. Literally. Yes. What? Not figuratively. Oh, no, literally. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we just came back from a wonderful opportunity with our Infinity System film at the Sunscreen Film Festival in St. Pete Clearwater area of Florida. So shout out to that organization, all the many, many talented folks who put that on, who were screening, and who were there to um, view and provide feedback on the litany of panels. It, it was quite the experience. And people ask us, oh, how was Florida? Or how was the film festival? I think I'm still processing. So I don't really have like a good answer. Like, it was good. And it was incredibly busy. But uh, still reeling. Yeah, there's like hundreds and hundreds of people there got to talk to everybody from film commissioners to producers and directors and actors. It was good. There's so many panels there. So I've learned so much. We're able to make some connections and then also just like build on some friendships that we already have, like yep. spending time together and experiencing new things together with our friends and just building those relationships was fun. It was exhausting, but it was fun. Yeah, I think it kind of starts in terms of the exact trip itself. There's something to be learned and said about our trip there. So we were supposed to leave out of LAX at about 7.30 and then be in St. Pete by 4.30. And uh, you know, just a reminder of the time change, the time difference too, right? So that's including losing three hours. Well, we left our house at about 5.30 in the morning, and we didn't get to our hotel in St. Petersburg until, like, our hotel room to check in just after 1 o'clock. We got to the hotel to begin check-in process at about 11.30 or so, right? So, obviously, we missed the opening night ceremonies. We missed the red carpet. We missed the screening um, because we had every kind of delay one could probably anticipate or not even anticipate, right? Yeah, we, we missed our first flight to Austin out of LAX because it was late. And then- Because a pilot was missing. <laughs> the pilot was missing, he was MIA. So we couldn't make our flight to Austin. So that set us a few hours behind and we were able to get standby on a flight to Charlotte. So we got to Charlotte and then we got on the plane in Charlotte. Everybody's seated. We're ready to go take off. At this point, we're going to miss everything except for maybe the after party. Because after the red carpet premiere of the movie, they're going to have an after party. So we're still okay. Maybe we can still make that. We're going to change in the airport 
once we touched down in Florida, that was our game plan. Change in the airport into our uh, suit and dress and then head out. So we're on the plane to Charlotte, ready to go. And I thought he was joking at first, but the captain, captain, the pilot said that unfortunately there was a fuel issue aligned with the fuel uh, issue with the fuel line that we were going to have to exit that plane, get off and wait for another plane. So at Charlotte, we got out of the plane, went back to the airport, waited for a different plane to come in out of a different gate. May I point out that the connection we were taking from Charlotte to Tampa was actually the same plane that we had come in on. So the plane we had come in on from LAX had a check engine light, yeah, <laughs> so basically. to speak. And so, you know, by the grace of God, we made it there safely, but we could not continue. It was not safe to continue on that particular plane. So then by the time the new plane came from Charlotte to Tampa, we weren't going to make even the after party, none of it. So we're like, okay, we kind of came to grips with it. And then heading into Tampa, there was a thunderstorm. No, no. So we flew through a thunderstorm. I would call it bigger than a thunderstorm. A hurricane. It was. Tornado. There were tornado warnings in the area and many other planes had to be diverted. But somehow our pilot was able to navigate and got us to Tampa. And we ran into him on the tram afterwards inside the airport trying to get out of the place. And he did share with us that that was the longest it has ever taken him to get from Charlotte to Tampa due to the storm and having to drive slower and circumnavigate some of the less safer areas. Yeah, so it was bananas. It was, we left here at 5.30 and like Jen said, we got to the hotel like at 11.30 at night, no dinner. So we had to figure out dinner and then bed and all that and kind of stuff. And change rooms. Oh yeah. If anybody's ever, so if you ever stayed at a hotel where you're directly across the elevators, like I'm talking from our door to the hotel when we first checked in, we were five feet, four feet yep. right across the hall to the elevators. And we've had that experience before where all night you just hear the elevator doors opening and closing and people really loud talking and going down the hall. So even when we checked in at 1130, we went back down to go ask if there's any other room that he could give us that wasn't directly across from the elevator. So maybe it was closer to midnight yeah. by the time we actually yeah. got that and we room. Went, that we, we walked down Crazy Town to go get to pizza. Go get, yeah, pizza the only was, thing oh, that man. was open was supposed to be delivered, but they didn't have a driver for some reason that night. So all this to say, we weren't mad. We were just tired. And on the plane, um, chit-chatting with our neighbors, because that's what you do when you see lightning outside your window. Um, yeah, there's people panicking, doing the sign of the cross, saying their Hail Marys as thunder and lightning boomed out the was, window. Yeah, coping in their own way. The airplane rattling. Yeah, but there, one of the neighbors was saying, like, I can't believe you're going to miss this. I can't believe you're not going to see these people that you are anticipating to see. And I told him, like, what, what good is being frustrated and mad and disappointing and dwelling in that gonna do like we're here we're just trying to get there safely it's nobody's fault in particular these things do happen it just so happened that they all happened to us that same day but we were we were safe and just inconvenienced and disappointed and you know he was sharing that his um wife was dealing with a bunch of drama with the 10 year old their 10 year old gymnastics team he's like man they need to hear this story and i was inspired to buck up you know it's okay to be disappointed 
but it, there was no use in us sitting in that disappointment or frustration, taking it out on each other since we weren't going to be at this event that we had anticipated. Um, we could have made, you know, been mad at each other or blamed each other for how we booked the flight or whatever it was that happened. But instead, we just kept trying to to focus on what was the next step and put our energy of what would be next or how do we make up for it. And I think it ended up impacting our boldness for the weekend, wouldn't you say? Right. So we missed the first night of the film festival, but there were still two and a half days. Three. Or two, like two and a half. And a half. Okay, about yeah. two and a half days left of the film festival. So even though we didn't make opening night for the red carpet event and the film and the after party, there were still two and a half days of, you know, panels and networking and opportunities. So we definitely made the most of those two days. We got to see Infinity System at an AMC theater, which is super cool. That was cool. And it was a full theater. Like it was packed. Mm-hmm. There was tons and tons of people who came the to watch it. The whole big stadium seating full yes. of people there to watch the sci-fi block. Yes. So it was super cool to see that. And we got to meet some uh, friends of the pack, some longtime readers who we got to hang out with, take them out to brunch and went to go see Infinity System with them. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And again, just like different connections. And um, we were able to do a pitch, pitching our latest movie idea to a bunch of industry professionals. So that was interesting for me because I'm pretty confident, uh, like one-on-one, but I have never pitched before, like book, anything. I've never done a single pitch in my life. I've gotten the Lord's, you know, blessed us to get to exactly where we've gotten by just relying on ourselves, just like pure effort and will. And 11 years later, being able to publish and make a living off this and doing movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff. So now is the first time pitching. So there was probably... How many people do you think was in the were in the room? Was standing room only? At least thirty, maybe between no, thirty and fifty. I would say at least fifty. I don't, it's not okay. Yeah, we'll say approximately fifty. Sixty. No, what? No, approximately sixty <laughs> no. people were in the room, and then you're standing up, make you stand up, and then you're in front of like six or seven, like uh, industry professionals from like produce. I think most of them were producers, producer, director. You had a couple different kinds of producers, directors, financiers. Um, and some educator, thought leaders, pan like experts mm-hmm. within the industry and a media guy, um, the reporter. Oh yeah. And the pitch was two minutes. You had two minutes to make your pitch. So was, you had to write your name down on the sheet. So I was sitting there waiting. I'm thinking like, why am I so nervous? Why do I feel nervous? Like we do these all the time. I've done tons of like panels and talks and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like the only thing that I can come up with why I was nervous is because I've never done this, you know, like two minute pitch. So I went up and did it. There was definitely uh, times though where I was sitting in the chair thinking like, I could just leave right now. Like nobody would stop me. I could just leave. They would call my name. Maybe like once Jonathan Yanez, Jonathan Yanez, nobody named Jonathan Yanez would come up and they would go on to the next person. And that would be it. Those <laughs> thoughts definitely crossed my mind multiple times. But uh, I was thinking of, kind of what we try to teach our kids is like, even though fear is a very real thing, that's fine to feel fear. Everybody It's afraid, but what you choose to do with it is what matters. So I was thinking about our seven-year-old and her taking her uh, test to get her new belts for karate. She goes up there and I'm sure she, I know she's nervous. She tells me she's nervous, but she goes up there and she does it anyway. And she does a great job every time. So I thought if she could do it, then I could do it. And I, I think to lead at the pack, to lead by example, is so key. 
And knowing we missed that first night, even though there was no way we would have anticipated it, it reminded me of tomorrow or that next moment or that next opportunity is promised to no one. And so take every chance that you can whilst you have it. And so it's not that we were necessarily expecting that anyone on that panel would be like, great, sign me up, because they didn't necessarily have that space to do that. Like that wasn't their role. It would make us better for the next time when we are in front of that kind of a decision maker to do that. And simply for the fact that it could make us uncomfortable or scared to do it. And there was a few asks we had to connect with people. And instead of kind of beating around the bush, so to speak, it was do it now. We don't know. They might have to leave. We might have to leave. They may not come back tomorrow. We're not going to see them at the next event. Let's do it now. And yeah, that was, um, I think it could have worked out any better on those opportunities on the couple, just the couple that we had. Yeah, in retrospect, um, because on the panel, they would give feedback, right? And I wasn't worried about the feedback. Like, I could care less. Like, I get so many uh, reviews, good reviews and bad reviews on my books, and I read them all. So it's not like I was afraid to get negative feedback or anything like that. I guess for me, it was just like I'm so goal-oriented. Uh, like what Jen was saying, like, I'm better at the ask. Like, I'll go up to somebody and ask them just like face-to-face, -face, like, hey, like, are we able to work together? Or do you think that, you know things could progress versus kind of like just pitching, I guess, just for practice. Like there was no real objective to pitching. I was going to pitch, I was going to receive some feedback and then that was it. So I guess, I don't know, in my mind, since I'm so goal oriented, maybe that's another thing where I was almost kind of like a uh, fearful because I was like, why am I doing this? It is also relational. It showed the people on the panel who we are you know, beginning to be in the space to say, he's a friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to show them how hungry we are, how willing we are to put ourselves out there, how much we believe and love the projects that we're talking about or developing. It's not like we're creating widgets that are separate from us. These are projects and stories and characters that like we're married to that we're going to see through to the end of production and beyond. So I think relational, that was a big deal. Also, and the networking and the mixers and the hallway and in between panels and after the screenings, without having a goal and just being present to connect with people without an ask of what can this person do for me? Simply, how's your day going? What have you enjoyed? What's your role? What brings you into this? Where, you know, how did you end up here? Tell me your story. It makes people comfortable and they start talking and maybe they don't yet know how to just have a conversation they're also nervous or maybe they think it's all about okay what can i get out of this person in the film world but in the end we met a handful of really great people with amazingly interesting stories and one of them as it so happens even though we were all the way across the way in florida one of them's from right here in our backyard two towns over that was really really special yeah a lot of the conversations like jen said like because it's a networking event and I think some people are looking to get something out of other people. A lot of times I would just open a conversation. It was like, I don't know. I don't really want anything from you. Just like, you know, how's it going? <laughs> I think that kind of threw a few people off because it was like, what? That's not, yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and that was one of the themes that came out of from the panel panels I heard was just work hard, show up like a professional, right? Show up like a professional and don't be all about what's in it for me. 
And how can I just be of service? And those opportunities that we are actually seeking will come, not because the person feels obligated, but because they care about you as an individual and want to do something for you, or they want to see you and your projects succeed. And um, I think that I think that makes the ties that we make stronger. Yeah, I think a lot of people like people don't know or understand how to network, and it's really easy. Just provide value and ask nothing in return. So basically, it's just like be a good friend. Be a good person. <laughs> be a good or yeah, a friend though. Yes. You want to be the friend. Like, yes. Just be a good friend. And then later on in the future, there might be an opportunity for them to help you out as well or not. But even if they could help you out or not, you still have a friend. Well, you were just telling me the story about uh, a new friend that we have would have this huge birthday party. Oh, right. Go ahead. Every year. Yeah. So basically he was telling me he would have a huge birthday party every year, invite everybody. And a club. Right. He has uh, like access to some big name singers and performers. So he would get somebody to come out every year right uh eventually he's like why am i doing this like i'm not i'm throwing this big birthday party for myself but like to what end so he decided to stop doing that and his birthday came the year he didn't do anything and he said he might have gotten maybe like two phone calls two people two real friends actually reached out to him and wished him a happy birthday even though you know he didn't throw a big party or do this big invitation so it's kind of like, you know, seeing who your real friends are, are there to help you and support you and to provide value, even if it, it means, you know, they're not getting anything in return. And how to be a good friend, right? To call that person on their birthday if they're not having a party or if they're having a dinner and you're not invited to still say happy birthday, thinking of you. It makes people feel special to be thought of in such a way without an ask in return. Yeah, it's just being selfless. And I think... When you're able to do that and be sincere doing that, then I think you're going to stand out anyway. Because I don't think the industry, uh, I don't think most people in the industry are like that. Just about any industry, right? Right. In any yeah. industry. Just being selfless and just trying to be a good friend. So uh, if you're wondering, yes, the series that we were pitching is Hunters for Hire. <laughs> so we got some good feedback. It wasn't any bad feedback. I think the only thing they would say, like, just structure. They had some thoughts on how to structure the pitch, like a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea and all that for Hunters for Hire, they loved it. You made them laugh, mm -hmm. which is good, right? Because you have the action and then you made them laugh. And people may not remember exactly the details of the story, but they'll remember how you made them feel in that moment right so god forbid i ever have to pitch again but i have some feedback now where like maybe we can make the pitch a little bit stronger so what's next for events or follow-up connections or any of these people that we met in terms like how do we further take that to the next step yeah so i think uh comic-con not i think i know comic-con's coming up in july so that would be like the next event that we plan to go to if mm -hmm. everything works out We'll have a panel at Comic-Con in July in San Diego, and then also a booth space. Like the, the only reason I say if everything works out is because we have the verbal yeses, like yes, verbally, this is all going to happen. And we'll wait to see, you know, as, they, as we get closer and things transpire, just to make sure everything happens. I'm always really not pessimistic, but is pragmatic the right word? I would say a bit pragmatic, but also not very, you read further into things than I do. Mm -hmm. Just like that pitch and that director we were talking about yesterday the person said great this has a lot of heart i'm interested i'm busy with this other thing that's taking all my time right now 
but let me get back to you to you know a month or whatever it was after the certain date oh this is for a different project yeah, yeah totally to, different project. not to get oh we can talk about it no it doesn't matter but the point is that i read it as this person gave it a good compliment above neutral pointed out where it had been weak previously for someone else on the project in general and so they would be potentially interested but they were pushing it off when jonathan relayed the information to me it was they love it and they can't wait to start on it in this time period. Yeah. And so in that way, I think that is beyond neutral thinking. That is like thinking you already have it sold. Or for me, I would stay more neutral. Like maybe that's still like a maybe. So in some ways you are pragmatic, but in other ways that is not pragmatic. Okay. So, yeah, so there's so many opportunities uh, going on now. There's infinity system that's being shopped for a book deal and then TV show. There's movement on that. And then there's uh, Hunters for Hire, which basically was like kind of like our big thing that we were talking about at the film festival. And then separate from all that, there's an opportunity for me to partner up and write a Wolverine short film. It's fan. Fan film. It's mm-hmm. about like 15 minutes long and different people involved in that and what we could do with that and what it would look like. So that's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to uh, like Wolverine's my favorite character. So out of all the characters to be able to write a Wolverine fan film. And how did that come about? Did you, were you seeking that opportunity? No, that was just at WonderCon. We were able to meet someone that has some connections and uh, like directors and funding and different things to be able to put that together. And so we just met someone and we were nice to them and they and chatted with them. Right. And they Didn't asked questions. Yeah, we, they, they asked friendly. questions. We expressed interest in what they were doing. They found out more about who you are and what you do, and they were in. And now I think you've talked to that person nearly every day. Just providing value. And being there. And just being a good friend and opportunities work yeah. out. And I'm sure, I mean, there's tons of times that we were kind and just a good friend to somebody else. And then nothing ever came of it, but we still have a friend. Yeah, which is worth their weight in gold, right? Right. So I guess kind of like thinking about what comes next for film is to continue to put ourselves out there and not to get tired because I feel like it's a marathon. You can get tired of doing good, but I think that's the key. Don't get tired of doing good. Don't Keep grow on. weary. Don't grow weary of doing good. Mm-hmm. Keep on. Is that a quote from somebody? Mm-hmm. It is. From Jonathan like it. Yanis. To keep on putting yourself out there because I can understand. I understand now why people who have hit a certain level of success, maybe an author whose series did really well, and all of a sudden he just stops writing that series because it's hard. It's work. It's a lot of hard work putting yourself out there over and over and over again. So I wonder if those people who have hit a certain level of success are just kind of tired of the grind or tired of putting themselves out there. And I can understand that. Like I'll never stop doing it, but I can understand the process of, you know, kind of like wears on you after a while. So you're saying be a good friend not asking for anything in return and not, not growing weary of doing good. Right. Good for, for others and good for yourself too. Yeah. Like it's good for us to put ourselves out there. I mean, this is really the first year that we've kind of shifted our business into going to more events and getting out there. It just started in November, I would say. Yeah. November we went to the first film festival because we've only been to two film festivals. Infinity System was uh, nominated for five and we won three 
Yes, as of this past week. So mm -hmm. five film festivals that Infinity System was nominated in, and we won three out of the five. So, and we've only been to two, though. I mean, all good things. All good things. Yeah. And I think... Um, like Olaf from Frozen? Yes. Did you get the reference? Yeah, I got the reference, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep on talking about it. No, stop. <laughs> yeah, can you tell them, I wanted to share the story about the maybe neutral thinking example that you shared with me yesterday. Oh, yeah. Neutral thinking is basically, uh, I'll tell you a story. So... Let's say back in the day, there's a king in Africa and his right-hand man, his best friend is also his armor. So making sure that he has, you know, the right weapons when they go hunting and making sure he's safe and secure. So one day they go out and they're hunting, let's say, monkeys. So they're hunting monkeys and the king shoots, the gun backfires, just, you know, fluke accident, the gun backfires and blows off one of his fingers. And he's so mad at his best friend who's supposed to be taking care of this that he throws his best friend into the dungeon. So years later, the king's out again. He gets captured by cannibals. The cannibals are about to eat him, but in their culture, anything uh, that's like missing a limb or that's not complete is considered like unfit to eat. So they see that he's missing a finger. So like, oh no, we can't eat this guy, even though he looks delicious. So they let him go. And the king's like, wow, if my finger hadn't been blown off, they would have eaten me. He remembers his friend who he threw into the dungeon all those years ago. So he goes and he gets his friend out and he's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. If it hadn't been for my finger being blown off, I would have been eaten by those cannibals. You should have been with me all these years, all this time. And his friend's like, no, I don't want to be with you because if I was with you when that happened, I have all my fingers. They would have eaten me. <laughs> so it just kind of goes to like neutral thinking, like everything happens for a reason. So you can't really get like all bent out of shape because, you know, we didn't make the opening night premiere. We were traveling for, was it 18 hours? Uh, some between From 530 in the morning to 1130 at night, we were traveling. So we can get all bent out of shape. But who knows? Maybe we weren't meant to be there. Maybe, maybe something, you know, not that great would have happened if we were there. Who knows? I think you can't, you can't know. So all you can do is do the best with the information and the situation in front of you and then do the next best thing or the next right thing. Kind of what we're taking into this season. We're doing things this year that we haven't done before, whether it's sparring and karate or it's um, selling direct, selling direct, going to events at the signings, going to film festivals making new films, taking calls with different people and saying yes to other people's projects, which is like kind of what you've been doing to see where it leads us, but also guarding our time with what is most important to us. So as much as we want to say yes to all of that stuff, that means we have to say no to other things. Right. Other things that might not fit within our brand too, because I think my first inclination is always to work. I like to work, right. Working on different projects. I like to write. So writing but there's been, a, there's been instances now where there's projects that have come our way that aren't bad projects, but maybe they just don't fit our brand for our company, like my voice. Like, right, I'm writing a lot of action, comedy, adventure, maybe a little mystery sprinkled in there. So other projects that come our way that might be more like horror or romance or things like that, they just don't fit into our brands. Even though um, I would like to say yes, because I like to work. And I enjoy working with other people. It's not right for our brand. So that's something new for me that Jen's been helping me out with. Because 
I don't usually say no to a lot of projects, but now we're starting to say no to more projects. Yeah, so that way we can have room to say yes to other things. Yes to family time. Yes to taking the kids out for a day. Yes to um, selling direct. Yes to other things that are going to advance where we feel called and within our purpose. And it's just like some people might say it's the best yes or not trading good for excellent or good for great. You know, every time you say yes, you have to say no to something else. So those are some of the adages that we are really looking at doubling down on and employing this year. And so much like so much good things have happened ever since we started getting out of our bubble and going out to events. So we started in November was our first event. And now we're in so November through April. Mm -hmm five months, six mm -hmm. months, the scope of people that we now know that we would start calling, you know, a friend has vastly multiplied and people who are in different spaces and avenues that we might not be in. Like, it's just, what? I think we've been shown a lot of favor. Yeah. I was just laughing because I was thinking like, Oh, we're like, Oh, our, all our new friends and they're watching this or they catch and like, well, they're talking about me or like, <laughs> I don't think they were nice, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, like people know, people know that we talk to on a regular basis. Yes. It's not like every day. I like know. We have I'm phone teasing. numbers, we have access, and we send them an yeah. email and we'll respond. Like there's way more people that we know now in the industry that we had no idea. Absolutely. Like everywhere from like entertainment lawyers to producers to directors to agents, mm -hmm. all those people. Other filmmakers. Other filmmakers. Yeah. So many more. And it was really fun too, meeting and getting to hang out with some friends of the pack in Florida who were in the area and came like uh, Roger and Sheila. Right. And Sandra. Yeah. And, like, that was so cool to meet people who have always seen online and to hear their stories because it's more of a um, environment to have those conversations and the side conversations. You know, it's not like, okay, I'm going to post this backstory about my son, but in context and chatting over pancakes and bacon like yeah. that it's just wonderful it cannot be replaced or orchestrated like it happens naturally like what did roger say was, like i'm so glad yes. to find out you guys are normal and he said, <laughs> like, I, like normal. He said I think he did times. normal in quotes no, yeah he normal. Said normal so you know to all the pack you're all household names for us and the human daughter our daughter josephine will ask oh like how's that going or who's that or is that the same person who this and so we, you know, we talk as things come up, you know, all the things. And so we understand, and some of you also might talk about Jonathan. We'll just say Jonathan for, for now. Or if you have talked to Jonathan directly in a direct message online or via email. And to all the folks who have sent us wonderful, like, it is surreal, but, and, and feel no obligation. But, you know, we've gotten coffee and stuffed animals and hand crocheted blankets and handmade cutting boards and pictures. Oh, Paintings. pictures and, and books and print out like yes. mugs. mugs. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Oh man, so many cool things that they each have their own story, but to know that we were thought of or he was thought of, that we yeah, mattered enough to someone while they were on a trip or out to think of us is just, it, it's hard to process because it's just so, so big and wonderful how jams, jellies, mm. Sauces, pickles, pickles yeah. cornbread, cornbread, all kinds of stuff. So, um, comic books. Yeah. So when 
one of the reader's husband was like, Jonathan, talking about Jonathan, you talk to Jonathan, this guy responds back to you. Like what kind of an author has a time to respond back to the readers? Oh, you're going to buy something for Jonathan while we're on vacation? He is a little concerned. It's so funny. <laughs> and uh, so he was glad to find that. Oh, okay. He's, he's happy. He's married. He's happily married. He's got a family. Okay. <laughs> but then when he met us in person, I think that really put his mind at ease. Normal. These people are normal. They're, they're rather normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you everybody for coming out. Thank you for supporting uh, Infinity System at the film festival in Florida, but also just supporting us like every day, every day that you show up and you decide to check in, see what the pack is doing, or you decide to tune in, listen to an episode of our podcast. You're supporting our business and what we're trying to build. Thank you. Yes. Should we end there? Yep. Okay, everybody, uh, thanks again for tuning in. We, You guys matter. We love you guys. You're part of our pack. Thank you. Thank you.